Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Elevated Places. Once again, we are all blessed to be together, and it's a really not just a blessing, it's a mercy from Allah to be with you on the 30th day of July in the year 2020, a year that no one is going to forget anytime soon. And of course, uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam are at the center uh, of discussion on many uh, critical issues. And we're well equipped tonight on this program to take you into it and provide enlightenment to you and receive enlightenment from you. Uh, Those of you who are listening by phone, uh, who called in via telephone, 563-999, 3065, remember to push uh, number one um, if you're connected and want to uh, weigh in on the discussion. You will have to hit number one so that you become visible on the switchboard. And, of course, we can take endless um, listeners via the Internet on blogtalkradio.com forward slash elevated places. It is uh, humbling, it is a joy and pleasure that we are able to bring you such brilliance and all of our contributors who take the time uh, to be with us each and every Thursday. Um, And of course, um, I want to start with thanking our executive producer, Sister Rona Muhammad, my wonderful co-host who's going to uh, come in momentarily, Brother Terrence Muhammad, who's always uh, ready to bring us up to date on what is going on around the nation and what's important and what we need to know. Our health contributor, Sister Mariam K. Muhammad, our international correspondent, Brother Reuben Muhammad, and, of course, our legal contributor, Attorney Pamela Muhammad. Um, so, and of course, we want to make you aware that the Final Call newspaper, the greatest paper on the earth, 
has a new website, a new website, and it's named appropriately new.finalcall.com. That's all small letters, new.finalcall.com. And, uh, of course, at, at this time, I want to uh, bring in none other than my illustrious co-host, Brother Terrence Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Terrence. Well, excellent. I guess this is yes, the year sir. of the new. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> this is definitely yes, the is. year of the new. Mm. Of the new. Very mm-hmm. interesting. Yes, sir. Well, New.finalcall.com. That's very interesting. Very interesting. But what's also interesting is that people can check out the launch of Elevated Places Network on ministerava.com. Uh, you can view All your right. lecture. From, yeah, and they can go back and view your lecture from the 19th at Moss Marion. Um, they can go back and check out Real Love in Real Life Question and Answer Session. And it's like, it's just so much more. And they can also purchase the new ebook. The rest in your will, thoughts, and words to get your life in order, and they can, you know, they can also purchase real love and a new way of life on um, hard copy, you know. Or I mean, the ebook or hard copy. They can do either one. They can do real love, yes, either and one, a new way or, of life, or both. All hard copy <laughs> at com. They can have it in their hand, or they can just scroll on the tablet. So everything is on ministerava.com, the lecture from the 19th, Moth Marianne, and the very powerful real-life Q&A about real love. So they can get that all at your spot. Um, so that's just, you know, that's going to be a beautiful thing. Praise um, be to Allah. So, yep, so new final call and and the the the, the, the launch. Got to go to ministerava.com or that network that's been out there. So it's a lot going on. Um, you know, we're going to have a wonderful talk tonight, wonderful conversation. And the hashtag is still we are Farrakhan. Hashtag is still we are Farrakhan. And we want to make sure people continue to go to NOI.org. Don't stop watching. Don't turn the criterion. July 4th addressed by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Continue to share and push and just keep watching, studying the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's lecture, The Criterion. Also this Sunday, once again, Student Minister Ishmael be back. Go to NOI.org at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern this Sunday for the keynote address this Sunday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern at NOI. Org, and we will be in place for that. And tomorrow night, study group, study group, study group, self-improvement. Uh, and you know it's a conspiracy. So we got to get ready for it. And uh, But we got to make sure that we're in our class 7.30 p.m. Um, tomorrow night. A lot going on. As we know, um, last week they held, held uh, the services for our brother C.T. Vivian, and today and during this week that our brother John Lewis was laid in state, 
uh, and today they had the funeral. Uh, you know, all quote unquote still remains in standing presidents or you know former presidents were there, except for this person forty five uh, wasn't there. Uh, very very interesting. And I even hear that he will be coming to Charlotte or going to Charlotte, North Carolina, to accept the Republican nomination, even though there's not going to be any crowds there. The symbolic uh, acceptance of the Republican nomination coming up for the November elections. So this is going to be interesting. And, of course, next Friday, I think it will be next Friday uh, or next Thursday, uh, we'll be celebrating the anniversary of the Voting Rights Act. And one of the things people are saying, if you want to remember our brother John Lewis, then we want to make sure that the voting rights are restored back to its full capacity. So that is the conversation that is going on in the neighborhood. Uh, but I did want to close with a couple of things, um, Dr. Ava. If I were, yes, you know, because I, I got to, I got to kind of preface what I'm about to say. If I were in the state's capital right now, I can't say that I am because I realized because of COVID-19, it is a very interesting thing, Dr. Avon. Because of COVID-19, we're really seeing how we are the United States, and that means that any time these states can be disunited, meaning that you know, back in slavery days, you had to have certain papers to allow you to go into different states and different towns and different cities. Or what you was allowed to do in this one, you may not be allowed to do in that one. So in certain places, like the District of Columbia, may not welcome folks from other states because of your COVID-19 is kind of high. We don't want you here. And so it's I'm saying that in a joking way, but it just made me think about how we as people in slavery days, how we couldn't go to certain states or we couldn't go to certain places, even though we may have been allowed in one particular state or place, but now we're not allowed in another uh, state or place. And it's very interesting if I was in this city, uh, District of Columbia, uh, it's interesting how you can just park in a city all around the city now and don't worry about getting tickets because they're in the first phase there ain't nobody working to give you a ticket, nobody to check meters. And it's a very interesting thing to live under this and how many people, when we talk about the 40-some million people without jobs, to really kind of see the effects of what that looks like when those people that you count on, those people that were there are just missing. And it makes me think about how black people are just marginalized and do it. it's almost like they are not there and people just don't even care about their well-being. And then the last thing, Dr. Ava, I went up to a store, a little side store, convenience store, to grab a something, some water. And um, after I was getting ready to pay, you know, there's plexiglass there. And in the time of COVID, you yeah, you need the plexiglass there because, you know, it's COVID. You don't want no germs coming across the wall. And then I asked for a bag, and he slid the little bag under the slip so I can get my bag to put my stuff in. I said, yes, because it's COVID. And then I had a thing, Dr. Ava. This wasn't put up because of COVID-19. This is put up because folks don't want to treat us like human beings. So they had a uh, plexiglass 
there before COVID-19, and they was handing yes, out they did. change and handing out bag under the little slit because they didn't want to have any human contact with us because we were the disease. We were the uh, pandemic yes, in sir. our own community. <laughs> this is how we have been treated. So COVID-19 is really bringing some awareness of how states treat their citizens, per se, as they still treat their slaves, whether you have the right to come and go as you please to wherever you want to go. You're not allowed to travel everywhere. You have restrictions. And at any moment in time, your rights can be taken, and they can be suspended, or you can be put on lockdown. So when we talk about separation, we want to be under a rule and law of God and not a rule and law put into place by Satan. All of our restrictive laws are to restrict us from harm, hurt, and danger, and also to concentrate our focus on that which is godly. So we restrict ourselves from doing anything indecent, harmful, hurtful, or unhealthy to our life, and we only put restrictions, meaning that we only are confined to doing that which is good, healthy, lawful, and good for our spiritual and physical body. So this whole dynamic is, is playing out, and it's it's a very interesting thing to see. And, oh, yeah, the last thing is we had a successful 25th anniversary of the national training this past Friday and Saturday, two days a virtual training, first time ever on Zoom, martial artist, grandmaster, thanks to our brother, student assistant supreme captain, brother Abdul Aziz and his lovely wife, sister Aziza, uh, from hosting this and grandmasters living from all over the world, uh, one brother from Jamaica, uh, and all these masters and all of the brothers and sisters that participate in our national training, all of our presenters, the whole staff, the whole tech team, it was a success two four days on Friday, this past Friday and Saturday. Back to you, Dr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I will note that I was uh, honored to participate in this year's uh, training yeah. with the youth division um, and was able to address uh, one of their workshops on the, the injustice system of America. And one of the things we talked about um, was coming an attorney. Uh, Some of the, uh, our young adults, they wanted to know and and young people wanted to know about the viability and whether it's recommended in this day and time, in this transitioning that a person should go to law school. And I explained to them that um, yes, you, you need to, we need people who uh, know this system because the process of coming out of it has a legal component to it. That's how we're going to initially approach it. Um, it obviously, no matter what the view of the U.S. government or the president turns out to be, we're going to go for self because that is God's law. It is God who has commanded us to come out of her, my people. But we're going to start with doing this uh, through 
a legal process and constitutional law processes. And that's why understanding um, the sovereignty of the individual states is so important. And, of course, this crisis under this name, COVID-19, as the minister said, it's exposing so much. And uh, in, in addition to the in, injustice and the dark underbelly of America, her uh, failed health care system has been completely exposed. Her uh, racism, her viciousness, her contempt and violence and terrorism against black people has been exposed. You know, her greed is being exposed so much. But the other thing that's been exposed is that you're not looking at a unified nation. You're just looking at a loosely organized uh, political union of 50 states who are in great danger of disintegrating back into individual uh, geographic areas. And, And that's why we want one of those up to eight to start with, uh, to be under our domination. And I think our people are getting a deeper understanding, uh, Brother Terrence, of what what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Farrakhan are talking about now. They're getting uh, an intelligent, real-life picture of the practical uh, application of law to uh, the process of separation. So thank you for your report. And we're going to, since he, he's uh, not been able to get with us early in the program right. the last few weeks, and he's kind of got <laughs> caught up in, in having a, a minute left, we're going to start with our international correspondent tonight. He's with us, and I'm speaking of Brother Reuben Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Reuben. Wa alaikum salam family and Eid Mubarak to everybody listening around the world, wherever they may be. Eid Kareem. All praise is due to Allah. Welcome. For those Glad who are you're on tonight. All praise is due to Allah. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, for those who are wondering, this is the second Eid, or what we call the Eid uh, Festival of Sacrifice. And for this year, 2020, uh, Eid takes place on the 10th day of the month of Hajj. So at this time, we would be going in, you know, in Mecca, performing the rituals of Hajj. And um, this is the, the, the festival of sacrifice uh, would be taking place. But of course, we're in a COVID world and nothing is going on in Mecca. Very strange and eerie. If you go online yeah. and look at the YouTube, uh, live uh, YouTube, or, you know, there'd be probably 2 million people in prayer, uh, you know, over the next uh, few weeks, but no one's there. So here in Australia, of course, we're a few hours ahead of uh, the rest of the world. Uh, so we got into it uh, about 10 hours ago. Um, and again, very strange because no celebrations, no one going to the mosque and uh, everyone is doing what they're doing in their homes today. So uh, a very quick update because I do not want to be long. I want to hear from everybody else. Um, our COVID-19 update for today, yesterday was the worst day for our state here, Melbourne, Victoria. Um, we are still leading the nation. This is a COVID capital of the country and continent, and the death toll was even worse yesterday compared to what you are going through in America is probably very little, but um 
nevertheless uh, they had this uh, the, the the numbers uh, uh, death toll is doubling every four days so that is alarming even though it is low now where will it be in 30 days where will it be in two months that's what's got everybody worried and they're thinking of really going to even harder restrictions than what we currently have. So I'll keep you all updated. And of course, uh, all this information is available online. So, you know, get on Google. That's your friend for now while you can access it and, uh, you know, see the updated um, uh, things that are going on here in Australia, New Zealand, the rest of the world as well. And let us not forget while we are dealing with, uh, still dealing with a criterion that uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan declared uh, the message, the name of the message he delivered on Independence Day, July the 4th. Uh, we have had all kinds of various activity above our heads. The minister told us uh, he was he wanted the, the what they called UFOs, the baby planes, the wheel, to show themselves. And wonderful information is now available online. I mean, that message that the minister gave us, if you haven't seen it, please go back and watch it again if you've seen it and share it with others. You know, go to NOI.org, the criterion, because there was so much given there, including, you know, Mecca being warned and, I mean, there was just so much in there. Uh, but uh, one of our brothers was uh, uh, took the initiative, and it's uh, you can go online and put uh, on YouTube and put uh, July UFO 2020, and you'll see the wonderful baby plane activity that has gone on of, since that day, very day itself, uh, till today. And also one very interesting thing that has also happened over the last few days is NASA has finally launched its final mission to Mars. And, you know, the way they're hyping this, you've got to really go and read it for yourself. This is the biggest, the most sophisticated Mars rover ever built. It's, you know, the size of a car, and it's got cameras, microphones, all kinds of things, basically a spy satellite with a vehicle on it. And uh, it did take off to get to the red planet um, on uh, just a few days ago. This is the very last mission that uh, uh, that uh, is to go to Mars. Uh, America was a little bit late. Uh, China and the United Arab Emirates got a head start. However, that uh, they will all arrive there in February of next year, around the time of our Savior's Day. And also, while we're dealing with the subject of uh, UFOs, just like we saw that we see them here from Earth, uh, go online and see for yourself. Uh, SpaceX, uh, this is Elon Musk's company that um, had launched the first, um, their first uh, mission to the space station. Uh, they're supposed to return back now, but of course that tropical uh, weather storm that is heading to Florida could delay uh, its return. And again, uh, what we see from the Earth looking up, they can look from space looking down towards the Earth and uh, go on YouTube and see for yourself some of the uh, baby plane activity that they are also experiencing. So, again, every word the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us is coming true to life, and here we are, and we have the option and the opportunity to follow his divine guidance And uh, as we continue to make our way through this year 2020. So um, I'll be on for the rest of the show, be able to answer any questions, and I uh, pray that every uh, all of the believers stay well. Well, and may Allah continue to bless us all. Id Mubarak. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Thank you, Brother Ruben, so much. And we're going to move right to our health contributor, the one and only sister, Mariam K. Muhammad. 
Assalamu alaikum, Sister Marion. Uh-oh. Oh, I see what's wrong here. There she is. Can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? Oh, wonderful, beloved. What about you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank Allah. Long day, but I'm good. <laughs> so for our COVID-19 updates, um, they are, of course, reporting the deaths are doubling in Atlanta. The death rate is doubling in Atlanta. Um, New Jersey is seeing a 112% increase in, case, in cases, in COVID-19 cases there. But what I really thought um, is a hot topic and what's interesting is the reopening of the schools. Um, it, you have parents, of course, that are afraid to send their children back to school because of COVID-19. Um, you have the government, some governmental officials saying that the schools must open, some saying they we're not ready yet, they need to be closed, and stipulating what the guidelines are. And it financially how it's really going to be expensive if you open them up correctly because every desk has to have its own little shield up on it. Um, and, of course, the process and procedure that would have to be for the social distancing and checking temperatures and making sure the children wash their hands. And so it, it will take a lot to open the schools back up in the fall. But, however, this government is saying that, um, they some of them are saying they're going to proceed and go ahead and open up the schools. Some states are saying send back non-white children and allow white children to stay home, which I think that's just absolutely ridiculous. But what I did was I pulled up some stats um, because some parents, I posed the question on Facebook um, about reopening, sending your children back to school in the fall. And some people were commenting, well, what do you expect for the parents to do? Um, it's, it's, it's really sad that some of us are in a situation where you have to work, so you need to be able to send your children back to school. But COVID is it's a dangerous virus, and it may not be as dangerous for children, but it's definitely as dangerous for the older staff. And every time I think about it, I always think about Sister Dolores at our school because she's an older sister and she doesn't need to be exposed to COVID. So with the reopening of the schools, they're saying um, that white children staying home are actually in a a better um, situation, a better environment, of course. They're in a better learning environment. They have access to resources. They have computers. They have Wi-Fi versus the children who are poverty-stricken don't have access to the computers at home or the Wi-Fi at home, and let alone just really have a good learning, a good, clean learning environment. But what they're not saying or addressing is the the stats that existed prior to COVID. So if if they start talking about that, um, 27.8% of CPS students, were considered to be proficient in reading and writing, only 27.8%, and only 24.5% were considered to be proficient in math. And this is while in the classroom. 
so it's like, okay, we you can understand that a lot of people are concerned. Are they learning online? Is it being effective? But however, being in a classroom isn't being effective either. Then they're stating that only 25% of students in low-performing elementary schools meet state standards. Only 5% of high schoolers in low-performing high schools meet the state standards. Again, this is prior to COVID. This is in the classroom. So to be so concerned with the children learning from home, nobody was really concerned that, or not enough people were really concerned that they really weren't even learning in the actual classroom. So these stats are just from Chicago. This is not even what it looks like across the board. It's just right here in Mm -hmm. Chicago. And because the children are scoring so low nationally on SAT and ACT scores, most colleges now are omitting the use of the scores in the admission process. So, again, they keep trying to push, well, because of COVID, you know, it may be dangerous for the children to go back. Okay, yes, we understand that. But even if they do go back, They're not saying the children are still not graduating. They're still not becoming literate in the schools. So they might as well stay home. (laughs) Now, that's my personal opinion. Um, However, um, it also states just in the state of Illinois, 21% of parents in the state of Illinois have a high school diploma. That's not even saying how many of those 21% are black. Just 21% period in this state of Illinois have high school diplomas. So these babies are at home with parents who are not literate. So they can't really help their children. So we have to really grow the resources because COVID isn't going anywhere right now. It's just, it really isn't. And to send these babies back to school in an environment that can breed COVID is extremely dangerous, and then we really have to take into consideration that they're going into environments where they're not getting what they need anyway. The only thing that they are getting that they absolutely do need, which is probably not that nutritionally based, food. but it's food. Yeah. Right, and, and that's the big thing. Of course, that's why CPS usually don't close is because children have to eat. So that was one thing that probably I've never agreed with Trump too many times, but this time I actually did when he said to give the parents part of the money that you give to the school. Yeah. Give them the money that you give to the school for food. So if the children are sent, they have to stay home in the fall because of COVID, then allow them to have resources to be able to still eat while being at home. So, that's my little yes, update ma'am. on COVID. <laughs> and I wanted to say, yes, too, um, thank you so much for our study group sessions. Last Friday, Akila and I got together and did our study, and we really studied deep on Judas because that was something I never really studied on before. I just had like a brief understanding of the history of Judas. But we dove yes. in so deep. We studied literally for like three days, but it was based off oh, of Friday, what you were saying on Friday. So I just really want to thank you for that, too, because study group has been just phenomenal. I'm just super excited. 
Oh, th- and thank you for that plug because that's <laughs> we this this is the time for everyone to get into the study because as I indicated, July nineteenth, um, you see the divinity in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan because none of us could have made these pieces fall together this way where the study guides, uh, starting with really uh, 13, the price of redemption, but 14, 15, 16, and now 17 are precisely aligned with the events that are occurring around us and also the manifestation of Minister Farrakhan as the Jesus of this time. And we, we need to understand, yeah, that, the uh, And, of course, Brother Ishmael did part one. He's going to do part two Sunday on this plan yes. um, to, to, to kill Minister Farrakhan because now we know who that prophecy was speaking about. But what Come study on. guide number 17, Hypocrisy and Conspiracy, is, is designed to do is to save us from becoming right. an unwitting right. or witting uh, either of either a conspirator or a facilitator of this plan without even realizing that we are being made part of it. Uh, Satan is nothing to play with, nothing to play with. And, and the worst thing you can think is that you're That's above right. being deceived or that you're That's not right. capable of becoming anybody as uh, Fred Sanford That's used to right. say, anybody, <laughs> anybody can become a Judas, okay? that That's one of the yes. first things you need to, to be protected Come is on. to know it can happen. That's why Malcolm fell, because he thought Come he was on. invulnerable to turning against the nation or turning against the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But to, to back up real quick to the point about food um and and you're so right sister mariam and and really what 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 covid-19 is exposing is the uh futility of black people trying to stay among white people see we, we, yes. we're we're in distress in every area of life and if we don't get up and obey god we're going to spend the Come next on. hundred years cataloging everything that's wrong with us. That's right. Rather than doing something about it. Because, as you said, it's a rock and a hard place for our babies. You know, school is not healthy and home is not healthy. And that's because right. we're under chastisement because we have not obeyed the command of God to come out of her my people. Come on. And, you know, I was reading the other day that what they call food insecurity, you know, they like to give these euphemisms for the fact right. that we're hungry right. and starving. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 that one of their uh, think tanks said, you know, the black households are two and a half times more likely to experience food insecurity and that prior to COVID, it was 20%. And, 
And that's a lot. I mean, I, I want you to think yep. about yes. one out of every five black households mm. experienced food insecurity, but that's climbed to Come 25%, on. which means for for every four black households, one of those households does not have sufficient food in the house. That's right. Feed the people in it. People are in that house Mm -hmm. and they are hungry. And they are hungry because they don't have the money. They don't have the means to acquire the the food. Mm -hmm. This is is the highest rate since they started recording that. And, And, of course, we already know that the the wealth gap is is amazing. Uh, there, there's no winning. You, okay, you get a bachelor's degree. The minister addressed that in Study Guide 21 on a new educational paradigm. You get a bachelor's degree in in America, and if you're black, and so black, a few of us obtain it. But do you know that the that a black person with a bachelor's degree earns on the average $68,000 a year. A white person with a bachelor's degree earns on average $397,000 a year. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that that is stunning. Yeah, I mean, $397,000 to 68,000 with the identical education background and level of achievement. <laughs> and and here's here's the coup de grace. A white person with a high school diploma makes somewhere in the neighborhood of 75,000. So we make oh, even less that's than a on. white that's person that got mm-hmm. out of high school. Exactly. And it goes oh, on exactly. and on. The that's, minister that's got stats. Isn't it ridiculous? There's statistics in his uh, lecture that he gave, and that, of course, was, uh, well, the study guide came out in 2009, but I think he gave the lecture that that I used to base it on in 08. So we're talking about, what, 12 years ago. But the ratio is, mm. is the same. And... That's right. Even a a white male, okay, with a criminal conviction on average makes more money than a black man with a college degree. Mm. <laughs> okay. Wow. So wow. We, we need to think about where we want to focus our attention. Okay. That's right. And, and it needs to be focused on getting out of here. And Allah is going to continue to demonstrate to us uh, the futility of remaining That's here. Right. He's going to make life increasingly difficult until we uh, recognize what the problem <laughs> is. Come on. Okay. Well, I guess I said the wrong thing because I just got kicked out of uh, off the blog talk screen. So, 
Well, well, it just it just came back up again. So hopefully the oh okay. uh, Oh, here it is. Because I was about to say no, no, you didn't. All right, but uh, (laughs) yeah, thank you, Sister Marion, for for yeah for adding that dimension to to what is going on. Okay, Uh, because. To your point, though, about the parents, and, 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 you know, we cannot keep overlooking the the broader impact of the virus beyond actual biology of it and what's going on from a strictly healthcare perspective. Um, yes, it, it is, there's so much more damage that's being done as the U.S. government is exposed and That's right. I, I just want to comment because you brought up an excellent point about work. Uh, parents, we can't even imagine what is going on inside of some households, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you have a generation now of young parents who have neither the patience nor the resources. Oh. Nor yes. the, the 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 education themselves to know how to rear a child, which is already right. trial and error. In best That's case right. scenario, being a parent, as all of us can testify, is trial and error. In the best That's circumstances. Right. Okay. That's right. So you take somebody who's got children. Let's say somebody in their early twenties who had their children in their teens. They're living with their mother or the grandmother or the auntie or they're somewhere because they're, they're not they're not in their own home. We know this, okay? That's right. And probably not in their own apartment. And so mm-hmm. the 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 key or the gateway to peace in the home has been those six hours in school. That's right. Because you have. Parents now, they are the biological parent, but they don't want to parent a child because they're children themselves. They're they're in a state of arrested development. So they look at the child as competition for resources. Okay? Mm. And so this this breeds resentment, anger. I don't want to be bothered because being a parent is sacrifice. Mm. That's at the heart of being somebody's mother and somebody's father, not just uh, putting some sperm somewhere or or accepting some sperm somewhere on your egg. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about developing the potential of a human being who belongs to God. That's right. We're so disconnected from that comprehension of what a parent is. And living under Satan, Satan hates families because he hates anything that God loves. Mm -hmm. God loves family. God loves marriage. God loves peace and harmony. So Satan hates all that, and he does everything he can to destroy it. And so... Even though the school is is defective, it's also in many cases a respite for children who yeah, who have a right. place to go 
away from some strange male that's in their house mm-hmm. that may be sexually abusing them or that's right or physically abusing them or eating the food mm-hmm. or getting high and blowing smoke in their face this these are the realities of America that's right particularly right. In the black community. And this is why we have to get up off our behinds and start moving out on what the minister said and taking charge of this post and all temple property in view. So as far as we can see, we got to start waking up in the morning and thinking on what can we do to help our people as well as ourselves. Because when, when the black Community goes down. What do we think? We're just going to keep on business as usual? Right. If we're blessed to have a nice home or a nice apartment and can can travel and do this and that. But you see what Allah did? He shut it all down. That's right. So we can't have these escapes anymore. And we can't just sit around and theorize and go from one convention. He Shut all these conventions down. He allowed us to have Savior's Day right before he shut it down. Okay. And said, well, I'm going to let y'all get this one in so you can live from the memories of that. Because it's going to be a minute. (laughs) Right, right. Come on. That's real. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, I don't mean to go up on the soapbox as I do weekly, but. Um, that's your fault, Sister Mom, because you, you brought up something you really need to think about. And that is, see, because we live in, a, in an economy, America, a capitalist system where our life as, as former slaves, our whole life is centered around a job. That's right. Yep. You need to have, have a job to get health care. You need yep. to have a, a, a job to to get a home. Everybody asks you everywhere you go, yeah, can I say, I, I want to buy this house. I want to rent this apartment. Let me see your W-2. Yep. Let me see That's your right. W-2. You <laughs> think 66 trillion years ago or even 8,400 years ago we had a W-2? <laughs> right. We we need to think, or, or we had, you think, Dr. Yakub, oh, I got an 850 credit score. Who's coming up with this? <laughs> right. Stuff? Who's inventing these these things? Oh, you're white. Your credit score is 850. Yes. Oh, you're black. Your credit score is 300. You're not allowed to That's say right. white and colored anymore. You're not allowed to say that. It's politically incorrect. White only, colored only. It's against the law to discriminate on paper. So you say uh, in the South Loop or north side of Chicago, oh, you know, you, you can be any color and move in here. You got seven grand a month for a one-bedroom apartment? Come on in. Right. Right. <laughs> See, th- this, this is, is the new uh, manifestation of the same old hateful, contemptuous country called the United States of America. It has not changed. It will never change. What we need to do is get up out of it and, and, and stay right on this continent. We're not 
leaving, not not yet, because Minister Farrakhan said we're gonna have to undergo we have to undergo a certain change to be able to ha- be awake enough to even leave. Because a lot of us we, we're not we're not gonna that's leave right. this. We're not. And that's why the Honorable that's Elijah right. Muhammad said in his wisdom, make a choice because you can stay. So he's also saying Come on. to those of us that want to leave, stop worrying about them. They're a that's casualty right. of right. war. We lost that's it. Right. That's right. If, if, if the minister didn't get it done, they can't be saved. Come on. If listening to him and watching the way he lives did not affect your mind, coupled with the devil executing on everything that we say about him, with the finality of George Floyd having the life choked out of him in front of us, if that didn't do it for you, nothing's going to do it for you. So don't use your creative energy. Don't use your brain power trying to reason with people that don't have reasoning powers. That's why the Holy Quran asked the question, do not men reason. Hmm. Do not men mind. We've been given enough. It's on us to use our reasoning powers. It's on us to allow the self-accusing spirit to awaken in us and realize we're righteous by nature and stop being a freak and stop robbing people and and uh, playing Come people on. and lying and stealing. Because you're getting that from Satan. And the only on. thing that's going to stop us from misbehaving is to get away from them. Get out of his world. Because he is the God of his world. Even though it's going down, he's going to be the God of it until it goes under. Come on. So he has, he has nothing left to do but take some of us with him as a final way of, of uh, showing rebellion to the God. Because he promised him in the Holy Quran, I'm going to take them with me. I'm going to lie in the straight path. And God told him, Allah told him, yeah, you'll you'll get all of them except the purified ones. And I'll Hmm. fill hell with all of you. Well, who are these purified ones? Hmm. We think we're going to get purified by drinking eternal water? Come on. Come on. Or going on the the, uh, lemon juice fast? It's a course called self-improvement, the basis for community development, along with practicing the the pillars of faith of Islam. We're Muslims, whether you like it or not. That's That's right. right. So he said, accept your own and be yourself. Come on. And that's where we are now. So it ain't about what Fauci said. Or, or what any of these people are saying, it's what Master Father right. Muhammad is saying and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is saying, and they're saying it through Minister Farrakhan, take it or let it alone. That's, That's right. right. That's right. So anyway, let's, let's uh, oh, my dear sister's <laughs> been waiting. <laughs> oh. And you stay with us, uh, Brother Reuben, Sister Mariam. 
sister attorney Pamela Muhammad to get that get that legal perspective into all of this because there's a lot pending that's going on that's good that's going to be uh that's that's going to go through the conduit of the legal system we have health we have international events we have the spirit of of course the the this at the root of all of this is our spiritual development but we need to be cognizant of satan's laws don't just sit blind and not know what's going on. That's you have right. an obligation individually to have an awareness of things. So this is why we bring you a legal component. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Pamela. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Dr. Ava Muhammad and Sister Mariam, <laughs> Brother Terrence, and Brother Reuben. And, oh, I am so enjoying everything that's being said. And I just wanted to add yeah, to with the sisters. Yes, it is wonderful, wonderful. Um, and with the sisters relating to women and our children going to school, I believe that the that he were in such a great position to help our sisters, you know, understand that working and raising children and helping them and homeschooling them, if we have to, is possible uh, because we did it. And um, that's another story, but I think we have to really help educate our sisters who are struggling uh, with this and during this pandemic. And I wanted to start off by talking about, um, you know, of course, John Lewis's uh, memorial, his funeral was today, and some of the words that he said, because um, he released a statement, Sister Ava, and it talks about the futility of black people staying amongst you know, these this enemy. That's what I pull from some of his quotes because he referenced this unholy oppression that he experienced at the age of fourteen with the Emmett Till murder. Emmett Till. Um and he and, and he talks about and this was in nineteen fifty five, this is sixty five years ago when he as a 14-year-old talked about the unchecked and unrestrained violence and government-sanctioned terror, um, and he, you know, had the police. And then it goes into a simple stroll to the store for some Skittles. It goes into a innocent morning jog down a lonesome co- country road into a nightmare. Mm. So to me it appears mm. in his statement that he was, comparing and juxtaposing the fact that what was going on in 1955 is the same thing that we're seeing today. Mm -hmm. So it goes to what you're talking about, just the futility of black people staying in, um, you know, in America amongst this enemy, you know, and I know president, former president Obama, he spoke today during the funeral and he mentioned about how, he talked about the journey toward freedom, and he talked about how whether it's years from now or decades, or even if it takes another two centuries, you know. And I and I and I just thought that was um, I didn't agree because I don't believe oh, that right. we know with the teachings <laughs> that mm-hmm. that that that's not correct. And I don't even our young people they're they're not going for that type of uh, talk today. But going on, I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, the Attorney General Bill Barr um, had, during a 
what is this, the House Judiciary Committee, you know, we yes, know this is yes. futile because he actually testified that he doesn't think systemic racism exists among police. You know, he actually, on July the 28th, he testified to that. And this is the Attorney General, and, and really it was so insulting because he started it out by describing George Floyd's death at the hands of police. And he made the statement that, you know, that this, um, is an unfortunate, while it's an unfortunate event, he thinks that uh, the fact is that these events are fortunately quite rare. And, and to make sure that I state it correctly, he was saying that although the death at the hands of police was a shocking event, wow. but then he goes on to say that he thinks the fact is that these events are fortunately quite rare. Now that is just, you know, a showing of the hatred and the unrepentant nature of this police force, this department, this, this government, you know? Um, And so then, yes, ma'am. And, and so with that, it, again, it talks about how we do not have, you know, we, we don't have any choice but to separate because he even goes on to say that, at later, he talks about um, black people's perceptions about what's going on, lingering concern about the encounter with police. But he goes on to say, at the same time, I think it would be an oversimplification to treat the problem as rooted in some deep-seated racism generally infecting mm. our police department. Mm. You know, so this is the type of unrepentant, you know, dialogue, and it reminded me, Sister Ava, of when Newt Gingrich went in 1994 when he sat before um, whatever committee and talked about the contract with America and how in that we know that they were ready to unleash the, rate, you know, the hatred, the super predator, just the all-out assault on our youth and on our community, and and this is what we see happening once again. So it just kind of made me think that. And just, you know, in final, I wanted to really um, chime in on you all's conversation about the children's protective system because, you know, if we've got this attorney general saying systemic racism doesn't exist, but then we've got articles coming out about how the police feed the foster care system, and now we have something called the prison pipeline, uh, the police the prison pipeline. And we're looking at how, you know, these police, they're operating in secret in under what we call CPS, which is Children's Protective Services. So I know you all, uh, high school is called that, but the general name for the department's are also CPS. So they talk about how 60% of these cases, as you all are saying, they really, the people who are being removed, the people who are being attacked are people who don't have food, clothing, and shelter. Because most of these cases from our people are dealing with what you call neglect. You know, so it's going into the poverty and it's going into how 77% uh, of us are of black people are more likely than whites to have their children removed. You know, it's talking about how this all goes on the discretion, which we know that's racism. You know, it's talking about how the, the government is spending 10 times more on um, putting children in foster care than it is to help families. You know, authors are talking about now because they're saying, well, if we're going to talk about police brutality, let's talk about police brutality behind some of these quote-unquote white collars, you know, these, these, these investigators 
who in one place in Austin, and, I, and I'm going to close, but they had T-shirts in their office talking about legalized kidnapping. These child protective service workers got fired because they had T-shirts that said that, you know, legalized kidnapping. So, mm-hmm. you know, the trauma that's being inflicted on our families um, in, in all under this name of saving them, but we know, again, that this is systemic racism. And just in closing, I just wanted to reference that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the final call, um, you know, he in that article where he quotes how um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad uh, in that conversation and with Stoner, you know, it was just, uh, you know, said that 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 the Ku Klux Klan would give up wearing those robes and that they would become the judges and the bankers. And everywhere you look, you will see the attitude of the Ku Klux Klan. So this is what mm-hmm. we're seeing in the injustice system, Sister Dr. Ava, and um, that that's my report. I um, thank you for your time. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, thank you. Alaikum salam and, and stay with us. You know, and, and I, I was thinking as I was uh, listening when you talked about not having any resources, um, we're being penalized for being poor. Yes, ma'am. Though our poverty is rooted in our history as a free labor force of people that this country characterizes as inferior. And when I mention it's a society centered around jobs, having to have a job uh, in order to survive. The other thing is this is one of the few countries on the earth where your health care is connected to having a job. And as the minister has stated, health is a right. It is a human right. But here, things are monetized. They're they're, they're monetized and they're based on racist policies. And so we're we're still in a slave-master-slave relationship. It's just that modern times have changed the way it looks and feels. So we're not in a cotton field. But we are in some position where we do the heavy lifting for the society. And we get as low a wage as they can get away with paying us. And then from that, they take taxes. But Yes, ma'am. Oh, I got to have a job because I need health insurance. I have to have a job because no one will rent me or sell me a place to live. All of that is just a modern version of the slave-master-slave relationship. And so it's the yes, same God. thing with, the, the, with our families. The, just like they were able to come and, and just grab one of the children and sell them, they're doing That's that right. now. Now they're giving them to uh, homose- white homosexual couples, white families. Right. You know, I'm going to go get a little, little pickaninny and, and adopt them. And God, we don't even want to think about what's going on in most of these situations. But the problem now is we can't even help our younger uh, parents short of separation. 
See, what God has done, he's put an end to our Band-Aid approach. Hmm. Nothing is working for us anymore. He's not going to let it work. That's why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us, Allah will make you separate. He's going to make it so we don't have anywhere else to go but with each other and for self. Because we can't effectively educate our children, rear our children, feed ourselves, let alone flourish in this environment. Will you have an attorney general, the, the, the chief law enforcement officer of justice in the United States says there's no systemic racism who called the, the protests in the wake of George Floyd's torture murder, he called it an overreaction. Mm. Yes, ma'am. And I caught a little bit of the hearing, and it's interesting because it seemed like almost everybody on that Judiciary Committee is black, and they ate this man alive. See, the tables yes, have ma'am. turned. There's no way we can get along because... Black people are coming back to being themselves. But Kamala right. Harris and Cory Booker and these, they, Kamala Harris raked this satanic creature across the coals. That is, that is a law showing the very first sign of his punishment on them. Because for a white male to get his behind whipped, by a black woman in the U.S. Congress, mm. in the Senate, is a nightmare for them. That's when the Quran said they will seek death and not find it. Wow. And I saw in his face he wanted to call her a nigger. That's what mm. he wanted to do. And I wish he had. So we can speed this thing up. I want them to bare their teeth and show themselves in every way possible so that we who say we want to be with the God and want to go into a land of our own will get up and do it. But thank you, Sister Pamela. That's good good material. Thank you for that. All praises due to a lot. Thank you. Yes, forever and ever. So we are going to uh, go to the phones, and we're going to start tonight with our youth. And we have our brother, who's a regular listener, our dear brother, Brother Junior FOI, Brother Kareem, and he has a comment. Brother Kareem, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? How are you, sir? Well, I'm fine. What about yourself? Well, that's good good to know. All right. So, um, I remember when uh, yesterday um, we were watching one of the lectures from, I think it was the time of what must be done, and that was talking about the will. And the mother claims, and um, how the, and so it and um, when he was talking about it, 
And most of the lectures that he's talking in, like, 2008 and and seven and all these younger um, lectures, they still work today. Because even with all these lectures, for, for almost 90 years of the Nation of Islam, it doesn't seem like we have gotten anywhere as a people. Come on, bro. That's right. One of the major things that we that you can see to expect from this enemy is the same thing you could expect from him back during slavery. Except modern-day slavery and Mm. the prison and even at a job, you can see it, like you were saying, how they have us do most of the work with a little bit of pay. That's right. So you can, if you can see that even they have been warning us that we need to separate from them. Excellent point. And so in some of their movies and TV shows, yeah, most of them might be about guns, gangs, and all that kind of stuff. But most of them have a point that you can catch So, like one of like my favorite movies from Marvel, The Black Panther. <clears throat> yes, sir. <laughs> one of the most technological advanced um uh, nations until, and it was a peaceful nation. That's right. All of that came and disturbed the peace and caused them to fight and kill with one another. That's right. There was only a few of them. And so that's almost how it is today. They're they're coming in to our countries and even in our communities and they're coming in and making us fight and kill with one another. And then and there's only a few of us that can fight it. That's my comment. All praise is due to Allah. There's a brilliant analogy that Brother gave us um, with the film Black Panther. And I think um, we talked about when the film came out how some of those involved in the making of the film um, said they did not realize the impact it would have 
and see again, this is how a law works because I think had um the producers, the studio, understood the impact it was going to have on black people. The film would never have gotten finished and released. But this is such a greedy world. And all they had on their mind was another blockbuster film uh, about a, a superhero. And thinking that they were going to milk the... Uh, the black consumer population. And, you know, we, we are the number one consumers of feature films, but what that did, it it had a profound impact on a lot of our people because it gave them through a film, a visual manifestation of what the honorable Elijah Muhammad's teachings are conveying to us and that is the idea of being among ourselves and doing for selves, all the way to the advanced technology. And so in, in the interim, uh, since then, Satan has geared back up because they were highly envious and contemptuous of that film and um, of our reaction to it. Don't think that they're not watching all of our behavioral manifestations and measuring where we are. And this is a worst-case scenario for them that in the wake of the criterion, all of these black people are coming to one another's aid when we come under attack in the public by the imposter Jews. So this, this you know, as I as I say, this is, we we have won this already, but we just need to pick up the prize. We got to snap out of the mind of an underling, uh, the mind of a loser, and start functioning as winners. So we're going to go to our caller, one of our regulars, Brother Daryl. Assalamualaikum, sir. Well, like Sister Doctor Ava and Brother Terrence and Brother Ruben. Um, yes, sir. I was thinking back when, I think his name was uh, my young youth back when the minister had him at Mars Marion. What's his name, Doctor? I mean, Brother Hante, uh, when he spoke so eloquent, and he was sweating on the roster where his father had to come up there and wipe his bra, you know, because he was teaching. You remember that video? Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, this is what our young brother remind me of, and our future is safe. See, this is what the enemy don't like. You see, our babies talk with this oh, they hate it. And, and intelligent. So that's why Trump hates children, and, and he can't stand the sight of our youth because this is what right. Islam brings our people so we can understand our future is safe. All we got to do is stop being so, like the Bible says, you can't put old wine in new skin. Because we then got mm-hmm. so caught up and wrapped up in this white man's world, well, we don't want to let him go. So I think I'm right. with his family, and may Allah continue to bless our beloved brother. And that's a sign of what's going on, even when our youth open up at Maz Marian and show the brilliance of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But uh, right quick, I want um, when you were speaking about what the sister was speaking about our children, uh, the schools are going to become like a a hospital, if they don't wake up 
Because here, you, here you're saying that the whites saying their children are stay at home. Why? Because they know it's dangerous. But you want to send your black children to a school that's going to be infested with this, uh, you know, this is the uh, third stage of this, you know, spike. So why would you endanger your children? We're going to have to come together and help our single black women with these children because they have to work. But in a minute, there's not going to be no job. The jobs are stopping by the thousands, the millions. So we have to millions. prepare, like you said, and help our people so they can be prepared. We're going to have to stack up on the Navy beans. I know the minister gave out some when it first hit, was giving, helping our people. we got to get prepared, not only for our home, for our women that are single and most of our women, their boyfriends or whatever is in prison. I had a cousin that did nine years out of ten years bit, and he was telling me he came home in November. He said, cuz, Half of our brothers in there, crime that they got is really petty, and they got life. They would never see a daylight. They got two judges in Pensacola, Florida now. Old judges saying they are betting how many they they say they're racing to see who could give out a million years. That's sick. And the people know this is what they're talking about. So we have to understand what time it is. We're going to have to move quick and get prepared because this thing is going to get out of control, and if we don't be prepared to receive and separate from the people, it's going to be more casual death, like Brother Ruben said. And uh, right quick, the sister, um, Dr. Pamela, I had a quick question. I don't want I hope the family members listening uh, has a pacemaker. Uh, the doctor's telling her not to drink any that much water. Now she's going through uh, shakes or whatever. And I said, that's crazy. You know, what kind of doctor is this to tell you don't drink water when that's the sense of your life? So I want to know if uh, is there anything to be said, and hopefully that they are listening, because you have to drink water. And because, see, what it is today, they want money because they know you got good insurance, and they want to milk your insurance, get you on dialysis. And if you don't drink water, that's common sense, meaning that your kidney's going to shut down. Is there anything you could speak on that, sister family? You you mean you want Sister Pamela or Sister Mariam to? Uh, sister Mariam, I'm sorry. Sister Mariam, yes, sir. Yes, sorry. Yes. If she's uh, on. A I'm list. sorry, Mariam. When you, I'm I'm sorry. When he said Sister Pamela. <laughs> Like, yes, no, I'm sorry. Okay. I was um, being, no, 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 uh, it's okay. Because, yes. Um, because I wasn't really preparing my mind to answer when you said this. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know, the doctor, she has a pacemaker. She's 87, and she, you know, she she's a believer. She believes, but we, when you hear a, a Caucasian tell you not to drink a lot of water, and now you're getting, she had some type of a symptom the other day was real bad where she felt like she was about to pass out. And I, and I said it comes from not drinking water, but you said the doctor tell you not to drink a lot of water. I don't understand that. So anything you could touch on that, and maybe she is listening, that she may have a change of heart inside of drinking water, because I would hate to see them on dialysis when it's causing you not to drink something that's your life, which is water. Well, it depends on what all is going on with her, though, to say not to drink water. It's hard for me to really comment on that because I don't know the whole scope of what's happening with her and what's happening with her kidneys. And if, because of course, water flushes us out. And if her kidneys are going bad, 
you know, so it 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 depends. I, I don't I can't I don't feel comfortable like really responding okay. to that one because I don't know the full scope of what's going on with her. Okay. Well, I I know what is essential of life, so uh, I can understand saying not so much, but you should drink enough to try to keep the kidneys flush. Yes, so without without yes, it, you will go through something. But I appreciate it anyway. I just was concerned that hopefully it would have might have been something that you might. But you're right; you don't really know what's going on. What? But I do know you should drink water. But I thank you, and may Allah continue to bless your show, Sister Dr. Ava. And have Thank a blessed day. Yes. Yes, Thank sir. You. you as well, All right. of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, we have our dear sister, who I think we missed her last week, Sister Ula. Assalamualaikum. Are you there? Waalaikum salam. Waalaikum salam. Mm-hmm. I was afraid last week my phone was on mute. My phone has been hacked several times, and I, by the time I got it off mute, y'all had disconnected me. But I wanted to not let you know, Sister Ava, I thank Allah for that that show you had yesterday. I listened to it twice, and it was so uh, illuminating. Because at the time I listened to it, I was going through a trial, which I'm experiencing now. But I wanted to say this to the listeners. Uh, some of the papers that I've done in school, one was on the smallpox blankets that they gave the Indians. Another was on the polio that they gave our people cancer. Another I did was on Walgreens and how they pass out over a million oxycotton. And law enforcement complained because they had to break in people's houses. They were ODing from the oxycotton. You know, uh, it's like Minister Farrakhan is teaching us the unraveling of a great nation in so many aspects, so many areas. And I thought about what the sister said about the water, and all I can do is go according to how to eat to live. When he says the white man teaches us six, he teaches us for three meals a day. He said everything he teaches us for three meals a day. He teaches us to drink six to eight glasses of water. He say that is for three meals a day. So the wise person would divide three into six to eight to see how much water we need. We get water in the bean soup. You know, there's water in milk. And I had the best meal today, just milk, uh, homemade bread, and, and uh, bean soup. That's he said in How to Eat to Live. Milk, bread, and beans, that's all you need. That is, is, that's heaven for me, you know. So I just want to thank you, Sister Ava, Brother um, Terrence, the, the uh, Flight Lieutenant, uh, Brother Ruben, for your information. I see a lot of, a lot of the coursework I've done is connected to Australia, and I find there's so many similarities in what we are experiencing as a people in uh, America is what they're experiencing in Australia. So, inshallah, I'm moving on. I'm almost halfway through with my doctoral degree. All praise to Allah. Praise to Allah. Yes, And and I think um, Sister you know, Ula, she brings up a point from How to Eat to Live, because I do remember where he said that 
uh, exactly what she's saying about the three meal a day uh, system that America propagates. And he said you don't require that large amount of water if you're on the proper plan, which is one meal a day. Uh, because you can, there is such a thing, if Brother Daryl's still listening, there is such a thing as drinking too much water, and, and it can be hard on the kidneys because they, the kidneys have the job of filtering out the toxins. And so if you're, if you're not eating the way white America teaches us to eat all day long, every, a, a whole entire meal every few hours, uh, then you wouldn't require that. And we were, right. we were, you know, white people like to make fun of us and, and make fun of watermelon. You know, black folks, you know, they had to little have the caricatures of us with the watermelon. Watermelon is a divine food. It's a hereafter food. And that's what it is, is water. And um, when it, it provides that because it's not like when we were out in the cotton fields, somebody was coming around with cold ice water for us. Okay, and handing it out, and um, there were things that that we were able to consume that really got us through that. But watermelon, watermelon. To, to, I'm just thinking of what Sister Ula put in my mind about that. Some of the best foods are the best because they are primarily water. That's what they are. Okay, when it gets down and and and, and fruits are pre digested, you know, so they don't they're not hard uh, at all. They put they don't put the digestive system to any work. So um, when people that's right have trouble drinking water, they can, you know, they should eat watermelon. And unfortunately, a lot of the watermelon now being sold commercially in America is seedless watermelon. Um, and they've made people grow attracted to that, but that's not the the fruit in its in its uh, original state. Um, you, you rob it of, of of what makes it so valuable. When you take the seed, take the seed from the fruit is like you're not, you're taking away its pro its ability to reproduce in, in truth. And I remember as a child, you know, and you have those outdoor cookouts with the whole family or out in the yard and somebody comes with a big giant watermelon and breaks it open on a table and everybody just grabs it with their hands. You, know, you bend over eating it and all those seeds, you spit the seeds out and it's all of that sweet taste. And we've just been taken away from nature entirely entirely but we didn't drink water like we drink it now because we we didn't eat like we eat now you know you ate a good meal and it was home cooked home prepared and you weren't eating into the night you had that you had that dinner you were good you were you went to bed but one reason, you know, we're eating all day and night is what we're eating is not real food. And so no matter how much you eat, the body is saying, well, where's the nutrients? <laughs> I didn't get them yet. <laughs> so you keep going back. And and this right. is why the only solution 
is for us to take control from the land up. We, we have to grow our own food. We have to follow what God said, God's law, not the devil's law. That's, that's the whole issue right now. It is time to follow God's law. And you can't do that without placing yourself in direct opposition to this world. And be prepared to face the consequences of that. But if we all do this in unity, it'll be a very short time before we are in the hereafter. But it's just a matter of us making up our mind to do it. But we have Sister Dolores, who is on the line, and she has a comment. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Dolores. Oh, what is the crime? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, can you, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I just want to say something. Um, I come late to all my sisters, believe all my sisters and brothers. I thank a lot for you, and I thank a lot for all, you know, a lot of people talking about it. I just want to say what the brothers say about much water. That's what the doctor do. Okay. And I was a little girl when I come, you know. My parents don't know. I don't know. So she's standing around the store. I drink a lot of soda all day long. You don't know what they put in that yes, soda. And I didn't know. Right. And then I got a little old. It's about 12 or 13. My kids start messed it up. And mm. if you don't drink no water. If you if you drink water, that'll help you flush your kidney and your blood and everything. Purify your body. And also, people eating all day long, and doctors be saying you need to take water pills. Okay? That's how they make money. I don't believe all that stuff. Mm. I thank a lot. And I can't make make each long how each live. You know, eat one meal a day. You know? Mm-hmm. You have to drink water. You don't go about what the doctors say. Go about what all I say. You got to pay attention a lot. Yes. Yes, ma'am. That's the best thing to do. First thing you do, you got to smell, you got to know, you got to hear, and you got to feel it. Whatever our life gives you. You understand? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's right. That's what I learned when I was coming up. Because you have to pay attention. Some people don't pay attention. That's why so many of them, you know, a dog did care of them. You got he got. Okay, Sister Dolores. Okay, okay. I was it was a bad audio too, so she might have had a uh, lost the connection. But she's right on it. It's not what the doctor says. What Allah said. Remember what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad called the what he said about the medical profession. And I think I quoted him the other Sunday. He he said his aim is to destroy the so-called medical profession because it is a culture of drugs, not a culture of healing. That's right. And lo and behold, that's exactly what this country is. It is a culture of drugs. 
And sister's right. They have now our our children are they they satiate and and adults too with thirst. You satiate it with sodas and juices and uh, this this stuff that's in everything. High fructose corn syrup that the body can't even process out. And so the, again, the only way we're going to resolve this is to go for self. We've, we've been pushed to the wall and there's just nowhere else to go. But th- thank you, Sister Dolores, if you can still hear me. Okay, we've got Brother Rockman is on the line. Hi, I'm looking Sister Ava to you and your guest and your host. I hope I'm going I'm to try thank to stay you, on sir. script. We're I'm going to try to stay on a little script. Now, I've, I'm in Detroit. I drove from Arizona to Detroit. I'm from Detroit, really. Really? But okay. so, I've been here most all my life. So I just bought some real estate in Detroit. I'm in the real estate business. I did a few things. But anyway, I haven't had a decent meal since I left Arizona. I cooked for myself one time, but I'm working on a house. So now I was in a restaurant the other day. I had some people doing some work for me at the house. So they said, well, get, go to the store, the restaurant, get us a fish sandwich or whatnot. I go to the Arab store. I ordered some stuff that they wanted. So another Arab came in the store. He had a pistol on his side. Now, here I am. I got to do some business with him. He got a pistol on his side. Now, that pistol is for his customers who's all black. So I made it for my mind. I said, I will mm. never come back in here. Because if he don't respect black people, I know it's dangerous. But still, I mean, first of all, you don't have to even be in business. And he hasn't never got robbed. Insulting. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get to that point. In Detroit, I see all these restaurants. The Negro, he's selling ham hot, pig feet, all sorts of food, slop. We, Elijah Mama gave us the medicine, the teachings. He gave us, I told my daughter, how to eat to live. Listen, read it very carefully. Mm-hmm. How to eat to live. Do you want to live? Well, how do you going to eat to live? What do you eat? When do you eat? So anyway, I... In Detroit, it's not a restaurant in Detroit that I can go to get a decent meal. So this is my challenge to those who's in Detroit. I've been in all sorts of businesses. You got to get started. I mean, if you don't have nothing but a storefront with a stove and a pot and an oven, you can start with bean soup and toast, bean soup and a muffin. Because there's none right now. Other people, look, I will, I ride to Saver, and I see people lined up. Popeyes, the White Castles, the Wendy's, the Kentucky Fried Chicken, the McDonald's. Our people out of state mentally and physically almost insane. That's right. And we have the medicine. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he has the medicine to heal. But you can't heal them if they're not giving you medicine. It's like you go to the doctor. That's right. And you're sick and the doctor prescribes the medicine. You can't get healed without the medicine along with your attitude to heal. So my thing is this right here. I was telling someone, because I stood up with the minister of back in 78, 79. I said, look, if the voice of the shepherd was calling the sheep 40 years, like these rappers and these demons are calling the sheep, the voice of the shepherd would have the sheep in a certain mentality, in a certain mind, in a certain spirit to do what the shepherd is telling the sheep to do. But since the voice is not being heard, on a level that it should be heard on, 
the sheep are listening to the wolf. And the wolf are controlling the sheep, and the sheep are going insane. And that's us, the black people in the Detroit and all throughout America. I'm going to Monk, uh, Birmingham tomorrow. Brother Rockmont? Yes, ma'am. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you went out for a minute. You went out briefly. You said you were going to Birmingham? Okay. Tomorrow. So I called the minister I know down there. I said, brother, is that a good restaurant? My little grandson's birthday, I'm going to celebrate it with him. Beautiful little fellow. Brother, uh, there's no Nation's restaurant down here. There's some Rastafari's and, you know, other vegetarian restaurants. I told him, I said, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that we cannot come together and open up a little sandwich shop, a restaurant? We got to, I, I bought 10 uh, uh, books, uh, recipe books from Brother Ralph. This is the Lord Ali's cookbook. That is a menu for a restaurant. Period. Yes, it I is. I talked to her before she made a transition. I said, I'm going to give these restaurants to my daughters and my grandchildren because some of us, Sister Ava, we'll go through a whole lifetime not knowing how to cook and what to cook, what to cook that we should cook because we don't know and we are not cooking anything today, morning, noon, or night. And this is why we're in bad shape mentally and spiritually. So the right. challenge for the most yes, we have to get up and go in business. Because the most honest, he knew what to do to catch the fish. He put the right bait on the hook, and that was businesses, right. opportunities, schools, farms, yes, sir. going to hospitals, all those things. We have to do the same thing. Forgive me for taking so much time. May I lie? Each and every one. Thank you, thank you so much, Brother Rockman. And you are you're telling the the absolute truth. And maybe we can all start giving some thought uh, to get more focus and give more time during our day to what Brother Rockman is saying. Is that it takes very little to just just get started. Just move in that direction of providing decent food for our people. And the thing about the Muslim cuisine is that it's affordable. Remember what we were talking about earlier, that you have 25%, one out of every four black households is uh, suffering from insufficient amount of food and i i think what what our brother pointed out this that's really valuable is it's not only the the lack of money but it's it's the absence of the knowledge of what to do and you have to start somewhere and if you imagine our people coming up out of slavery and and building a Shangri-La in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was was so phenomenal that white people destroyed it in their anger and hatred and contempt. But you hear the minister all the time talk about the 60 towns that we built. Now, we're coming up out of the fields illiterate, but we're using our intelligence, our reasoning, our gifts and talents and resources to put something together. But right now we're on a merry-go-round. And and we're still we we still tend in all due respect to come up with 
solutions to our problems that work within the confines of the devil's way, of the enemy's way of thinking. And and that's what we have to struggle. I have to struggle. You all have to struggle. We have to break from that. We have to, if you think back on how the minister looked on July 4th, think about the environment you saw him in. There was nothing about him, his appearance, the environment he was in, or the words he spoke. None of it was rooted in this world. I want you to consider that. And that's the only way we're getting out of this is we have to disconnect. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it. We will have nothing of the knowledge and wisdom of this world. The only thing we're going to take with us is the superior truth that the falsehood had to mix itself with to survive. Falsehood is an illusion. So the only way it works is if it mixes in with truth. So there is some knowledge in this world that is divine. Otherwise, this world couldn't exist. There is some Islam here. Trust and believe. They, they could not exist at all if they did not avail themselves of the substance that Allah created this universe with, which is truth, that's all that we're going to take. Master Fadrid Muhammad studied every educational system on this planet, and he rejected all of them. That's what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said. He studied every, not most, every educational system of this world, and he rejected all of them. Doesn't want none of them in the hereafter. And if you're paying attention, you're witnessing, and if you're availing yourself of it, you're experiencing a new kind of education. Through what you're getting, what you're being offered in the nation of Islam. So let's just Stop thinking like losers and thinking about what I don't have, what I can't do. And, and most of all, I don't have enough money. He's about to take that. The God is taking that out too. You already know that. You know he's taking this dollar out. So the minister told us a while back, years ago, you better invest that money in some land. That's the only thing that has intrinsic value is land. We talk about it all the time. You cannot eat a dollar. You cannot wear a dollar. You cannot put it over your head and protect yourself and and live in it. It has no intrinsic value. It is a medium of exchange. The only thing in in the physical world that has real value and why it's called real property is land, because if you have land, you can grow some food, you can build a home, you can walk around some of this earth to call our own. We must have it. There is no other alternative to having freedom. So I'm going to go. We're we're running low. I'm doing all this talk, and I want some of the panelists to weigh in. 
But we do have Brother Hoyle. He's been waiting patiently. And let me get to his call. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Hoyle. Well, like Islam, Sister well, Ava and the panel, the, the panel of superstars, <laughs> I wanted to add to that watermelon. Uh, it was an old article by Abdullah talking mm. about that watermelon has the highest antioxidant against cancer. He did a whole article, and I Come saved on, it. Man. I don't know what I did, but I'm a, and, uh, and, and I wanted to say this about water. Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, get spring water. You drink lukewarm spring water. Uh, not a whole lot, yes, but just enough. Yeah, but make sure it's spring water. Now I got three That's more right. things on the news that, uh, um, you know, it's a tropical storm Asias out there in the Gulf, and um, also Sister Ava, you know, Herman Cain died of uh, uh, COVID nineteen today. He was the pres- black presidential candidate, Republican. Uh, yeah, I, remember, went to I did hear that earlier. I meant to mention it. Yes, sir. Yeah, and he, he mm-hmm. was at the Trump rally without a mask and uh but you know, he he's he's a terminal cancer survivor, so um may Allah be pleased with him. So but um and this other thing that's going on too about these brothers uh, and I was talking to some well found some brothers about this brother uh Grandmaster Jay walking with these uh rifles and um and I and and you know in up in uh, Cincinnati, it's good to come together. But we're taught in the nation, Sister Ava, no weapons. And uh, a lot of people are for that, and a lot of but that's just show. You know, I sent out a um, post of Minister Farrakhan say, "Our God, Master Farah Muhammad, controls the atoms of the air." You know, and well, we don't need any Amen. weapons. You know. So, uh, you know, I just want people to, you know, especially people, I mean, I know our brothers and sisters in the nation know better, but, you know, that are out there listening, we don't need weapons. We come together in unity, give 10,000 fearless. We got a general right now, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, giving us guidance. So uh, when we come together, like you said one time before, Sister Ava, when we get our own territory, we can negotiate later on, on down the line, but we got one big weapon up in the sky with 1,500 other little bitty ones, so, um, and we got our God who runs atoms Adam, of the air, so, and Christ, and reminder here, so um, that's that's the thing I've been seeing in, in the, you know, news lately, but uh, Sister David, you're right, we're in this United States Corporation, which is, uh, um, really, a fake illusion. So we got to get it out really of there. So yeah, it's not a real nation. No, it's not a real nation. But I'm gonna let somebody else talk. Beautiful show, Sister Ava. That was a beautiful uh, show you did yesterday. I, I was some questions. About the word. I was like, Wow! You mean Tuesday? Everybody keeps saying Tuesday. yesterday, but it was Tuesday. You handle it, Sister Ava. You handle it. You handle it. I saw all praises to the I say they were handling like uh, like Michael Jordan on the court. So <laughs> all praise oh, to Oh my Allah. goodness, praise be to Allah. <laughs> and and let me just something. add this because I, I I pulled up something too because uh, now that we're on this watermelon, uh, <laughs> but it's it's also <laughs> anti-inflammatory because I I just think back I remember hearing 
from one of our ministers years ago when I or my early days in the nation. He was he was running down. It might have been I don't know. It wasn't Minister Abdullah because he was one of my mentors. I think I'd have remembered if he taught it, but somebody taught on it. But I'm thinking about it now, even with the COVID, because and but but it, he was talking about a relationship to getting us one of the things that got us through slavery. Uh, was we did have an abundance of watermelon, and um, it, it it's anti-inflammatory, and as Sister Mariam has spoken about, um, inflammation is 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 a big uh, issue with this uh, COVID-19, because when the, uh, first of all, when they talk about preconditions and uh, comorbidities, pre-existing things like diabetes and high blood pressure and these things. Um, there's so much uh, pressure uh, on the immune systems of black people. This just being black and white America, we have an, in, we have an uh, increasing, uh, really disturbing rise in the black community of suicides. We have an okay. increase in use of opioids okay we don't want to get started on the the shooting and all that even though i know the police are up in that but the the depression the anxiety that we're suffering but watermelon also relieves uh muscle soreness okay and i think about our people out there with this back-breaking work um allah makes a way he makes a way to get you through what you need to. And so we just have to start returning uh, to what comes up out of the ground. That That's why the people on Mars, you know, they say we're crazy, but we know that the uh, at least seven of the planets, I think, are inhabited. But the people who live on Mars... Uh, the reason they live so long, I think 1,200 years, is because they don't eat anything except what grows on that planet. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said they're highly intelligent, uh, but they're advanced, but they are uh, satisfied. They're satisfied with the nature of things and the nature in which God created them. We, the tribe of Shabazz, we're we're dissatisfied. We're always uh he said experimenting and and uh not in a state of obedience to God. And and that's at the root of all of our suffering is our rebellion. You know, the white race itself is is a product of our opposition. You know, and so we have to get back into a a true spirit that we're learning from the example of Minister Farrakhan's life. You're watching obedience, the quintessence of it, in him and his obedience to Allah and to his teacher. You know, that's the success. That's why you see what you see. Not for any other reason. All of the the gifts he has, and he's a beautiful person, but it's his obedience that we are supposed to emulate. His obedience to God and to his teacher. 
But thank you, uh, Brother Hoyle. And we've got uh-oh. Brother John has a comment. Thought I lost you for a minute. Assalamu alaikum, Brother John. Well, Are you with us? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, like yes. along, yeah. sir. Uh, I know we've only got a few minutes, but I just wanted to. Uh, yes, sir. This is my back this pediatric nursing. I just wanted to uh, hit a little bit on what mm. you're saying about these children. And uh, yes, I looked up, looked up a couple of days ago. It's funny about because there's a bunch of articles being put out about children staying home now. And one school, one school district opened today in, in uh, Texas. Uh, it's a real small school district, but they uh they all let the children go to school there. It was the first one in the state of Texas. So I, uh, but uh, there's only three states in the United States that have a minimum age for children being allowed to stay at home. And uh, one of them is Illinois, is 14 years old, Maryland, 8 years old, and Oregon, 10 years old. Other than that, there's no law on, how, on the age that a child can stay home alone. Or for how many days? All they do, the department in child welfare, wow. they all they say is mm-hmm. don't let them stay by themselves too long. <laughs> You're gone wow. so many days. It's just really crazy. And then, so, That's amazing. You know, and then they so they saying that you know, following many states' child protectors uh, protection laws classified failing to provide adequate supervision of a child as child neglect. But most of these states do not provide any detail on what is considered adequate supervision. Now, that's really interesting to say that this, you know, with all, all that's going on. So that that will play into it along with these vaccines because listen to what you're saying about the average person don't have food at home and stuff right. like that and not having things. You know, most people don't really don't re- realize, but these vaccines are actually pushed in these doctor's offices and in these pediatric hospitals. Because most of these doctors in yes, the hospital, they take Medicaid and they and Medicare, so they got to have vaccines pushed. So a lot of these parents that they won't have, they don't have this money for food and stuff, they're going to tie this to these vaccines. And if they don't, I, I'd be really, really surprised. But going Me back, to, yes, the they absolutely are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's a, that's how they tied out the, the, the drugs to the ADHD medicine. Uh, you, if they could prove that your child had it, then they would give you a check. So that, so that's why parents was rushing in there to get their children uh, screened because the, the, the teacher said, well, he doesn't be still, or he needs to go get a screening. Then once they found out they get money, they would get upset at us as nurses for not making them making the paperwork said that they needed to have their, uh, get the medication. But the, the, but the biggest problem, I, I believe, is that we as black folk, and I'm switching, we don't realize this illusion that America is. If the average person right. has traveled, if the average person, I've traveled out the country, I've lived out the country a few years, nowhere else in the world can you fake it till you make it but America. If you live in any other country and you don't have something, you don't have it. You can't go to a bank and say, and sign a piece of paper and get money to buy a house. Either you got the money to buy a house or you don't have the money to buy a house. Only America you can do that. If you, if you have money for food or you don't have money for food. And so what we as black people are starting to see are just faking until we make it stuff, being able to go to Walmart, put stuff on layaway. Other countries don't have that. We're starting to see that now. <laughs> America is a third-world country, like you're saying, 
and the underbelly is not nice. It's not it's not a piece of sushi and all that sushi they eat right. get ready to come back get ready to come back home as the chickens did. So we 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 really need to take these scales off our eyes and see what America really is. It's an illusion and if and 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 prayerfully I was just trying to steal away for the last twenty years the minister told us to I still hear people saying stealing away. Well, we don't have a choice to steal away now. You're getting ready to get kicked out. Thank you, Sister Ava. I appreciate right, it. We, right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Brother John. <laughs> for always bringing it. I love you. I love Brother Darius. I love the whole group over there. Y'all keep bringing it. Love you, keep too. It. Thank you, sir. That's exactly right. Yeah, he, he told us th- probably almost 30 years since... He said it. I I remember in a, a lecture the minister gave in the gymnasium at the National Center in MUI, the Steal Away program, starting to uh, work ourselves uh, off the devil's jobs and begin to build for self. But like Brother just said, we don't have to ease away now. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. And trust and believe, Allah doesn't hold up his plan because of our refusal to do what we need to to uh, have the benefit of salvation. So now we, we're, we don't have to worry about stealing away. We're about to get evicted from this illusion called the United States of America. So I, I, see, I, yeah, I see the time is upon us. And did any of the panel have any uh, comments they wish to make? You all are so quiet. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wanted to say assalamualaikum, <laughs> and I look forward to picking up the conversation next next time, Sister Dr. Ava. Oh so yes, much. ma'am. Well, well, inshallah, we'll all still be here, and then I want to remind you uh, that this uh, that tomorrow, of course, is a study group. We are on a study guide seventeen, hypocrisy and conspiracy. So. Go to NOI.org, or if you're registered uh, in the nation, go to the nation's program um, so you can hear the opening. And then uh, after study group uh, on Saturday, of course, uh, all of our classes and courses now are either by teleconference or video conferencing, um, MGT, Saturday morning. And then Sunday, uh, student minister Ishmael Mohammed is going to do part two of the message, the plan to kill Farrakhan. And you can believe it is in motion now. And remember to go to the Final Call website, new.finalcall.com. Listen to the Final Call radio, um, the minister's message on sewing Disorder, disruption, and discord. That's what the enemy is doing, sowing disorder, disruption, and discord. And I wish to humbly invite you uh, to check out ministerava.com, ministerava.com, where you can see the July 19th lecture and the uh, what people have called in uh, speaking about this evening. I did a Q&A session live on ministerava.com Tuesday night called Real Love in Real Life, uh, where we talk about the, the, the actual things 
that we're going through in regard to marriage and courtship and seeking a mate and all those things that each and every one of us in some level is concerned with. So we'll keep you posted on when the next Q&A, Real Love and Real Life, will be. And, of course, thank you all for uh, purchasing the ebook, and I invite those who have not to get it on ministrava.com. It's called Directing Your Will, Thoughts, and Words to Get Your Life in Order. It's an ebook. So may Allah bless us all. Thank you, Brother Terrence, Sister Mariam, Brother Reuben, Sister Pamela, and of course, Sister Rona, and all of you that called in and logged in to listen to tonight's program. May Allah bless us all with love and the light of understanding. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.